Good morning, and welcome to Bliss Finders Exploring the Human Journey. I am Callie Ringsby, and I'm alongside my co-host, Shelby Alexander, and our very special guest today, we have Dahlia. Dahlia, Shelby, good morning. Welcome. Good morning. So glad to be here. Hey, Dahlia. Hi, good evening. It's my evening time now. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're just U.S.-centric, you know, as all Americans are. <laughs> It's a problem, as we also now know, that we are yeah. trying to outgrow actively. Yeah. <laughs> so on Bliss Finders, we talk to real human beings and hear their real life experiences, stories, and journeys. Uh, we ask our guests the same five questions along with a little special topic that is relevant to them in this moment. So we'll get into that in a second. But first, I'd love just to hear from Dahlia. Tell our listeners, where are you right now and what are the different roles and hats that you're wearing? Yeah, so I'm in Kuwait. The different hats I wear. Um, so I'm a business development manager for a family business, which is food distribution. Um, but I mostly have been working on my coaching stuff. So I'm a coach. Um, I'm a wife. I'm a mom-to-be soon to be. Um, and I'm a, I'm a dog mom too. Thanks. Yeah, those Beautiful. are my roles. Beautiful. We're so glad to have you. And one of the, the first questions we always ask folks is what is their life purpose? And before I free up the space for you to answer it, I just want to say too that especially during this time, this time, June 2020, when racial injustice is having one of the biggest global movements it's ever had, um, and especially for here in the States, this topic of life purpose is like really in the space right now. Like, how can I be of purpose? What is my life purpose? And so we find it really, um, really beautiful to hear from our guides on Listen, like, what is your life purpose? And especially given everything that's going on today in our world, how are you serving? Yeah. Yeah, it's a really, it's a really important question. Um, and I think you're right. I think because of this time in the world, it's coming up for a lot of people. Um, it's funny because when I was asked this years ago, I always grew up thinking your life purpose was connected to your job. Mm -hmm. And it just, it was like, once you discovered what your job was, that was it. That was the path you had to take for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. It just sounded so big and intimidating. Um, but after a lot of soul searching about three, almost three years ago now, when I started my coaching certification, that was when I first discovered the first version of my life purpose. So I've, I've recently, um, it's recently evolved. But both versions have um, been around the same essence. So the first version really came about um, with my desire to learn how to be present. Mm -hmm. I had grown up with a lot of severe anxiety. Um, and so I never knew what it was like to really be present. Like there was always so much going on in my head that I always looked to those people that just made things so simple. And so it just, they could make decisions easily. Things were really clear. Um, they just made everything sound so simple. And I always admired them. And I thought, 
yeah, I really want to be like that because I want to have clarity. Mm. Um, I think clarity can unlock everything for someone. So my life purpose was very much revolved around learning how to be present for the purpose of having clarity and being able to help others have clarity. Um, yeah, so, so I just ended up kind of being on this path to really figuring out what that was for me. Um, there was a lot of trial and error. There was a lot of soul searching. I was doing a lot of energy work, energy healing. I was working with my own coach. And after some time, I kind of mastered it. And I got to the point where I'm like, oh, I get it. Um, and I just learned what it was like to be present. And so for you, just to, clar- to yeah. clarify, it sounds like um, it was really like a mission towards clarity for yourself and then and now being in service to others to help them find clarity so that you're, you're present is what you're saying, like in this present, in this present day, present moment, away from the anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, it was really about combating the anxiety because anxiety is fear is when you're in fear. It's when you're worried about the future, but mm-hmm. you can't be anxious if you're completely in the present and things become clear. And over time, I had really realized that your purpose is very, well, I believe it's very much about who you innately are and using that to impact the world. So it's about finding your passion and then sharing that with the world. So recently, um, as my colleague, who's also on the Blissing platform, Johanna, Mm -hmm. and I were um, planning for our Discovering Your Purpose workshop, something wasn't sitting right with me. And I just, when we were talking about how to actually define purpose, I was coming to a place where I I had some question marks. And um, I realized that my old purpose statement had not really um, resonated for me anymore because I felt like, okay, I got it. And your purpose is not meant to change. Or at least that's kind of what I've gained from, from all the searching I've been doing. So um, after more searching and after being coached on it myself again, I recently discovered that it's it, based on it being inna- innately who you've always been. Since I was a kid, I've always been a seeker. Mm. I've always tried different things. I've always been interested in meeting different people, being immersed in a lot of diversity. Um, Just you name it. I've done everything under the sun. And it was just always my personality. I loved learning. And I realized the way I learn is by gathering different information from different places. I need to experience something myself. I can't just be told how to do something. I have to experience it. And then I end up finding the answers for myself. Um, and so that's where the, the seeker part comes in. It's beautiful uh, because I, I know you to have lived in multiple different countries and have done many different experiences like in your time already being on this planet. So I'm like, yeah, you live that, you live that. Yeah. Go for it. You're going to continue. Yeah. So, you know, as you know, I've, I've tried a lot of different things and I really learned that it, it's for the sake of clarity. 
It's for mm. the sake of finding the answers for myself and being able to give that to other people. So my current purpose statement, as we all know as coaches, like we come up with a purpose statement. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we love those statements. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's just kind of, it gives you direction, right? It kind of acts yeah. as your North Star. Um, it's very simple. It's very straightforward. And it actually really reflects the way I want to live my life, which is I am the seeker that creates clarity. Beautiful. Simple. Ooh, I love it. Present. Yeah. Very present. So it sounds like I loved it. I love the way that you explained that you initially kind of saw your purpose as something that you were looking for outside of yourself to give you that peace of mind and release from anxiety. And now you've realized it's what you always have been and who you are that gives you that clarity and peace. I'd be curious to hear how you mentioned that you've always thought of life purpose as your job or something that you do. How has that changed since your initial definition of your life's purpose to now seeing yourself more as a seeker and constant learner? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, it's changed significantly because it, it isn't about what I do anymore. It's about who I am. But by default, who I am is what I do. So as a coach, I literally get to help people find their purpose for a living. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I just, I feel really blessed that I get to actually practice that in my day-to-day -day as well as live it for myself. That's awesome. I think for... A, a quick question to clarify for listeners. I, I got this question from one of our listeners, actually. They're like, I actually don't know what a coach is or does. <laughs> so could you describe <laughs> as your, what your version of being a coach is? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good question. Um, because a lot of people don't actually know what coaches really do. A lot of people for some reason think coaching from my experience is advice giving, but that's actually not what a coach does at all. Um, so I define a coach as someone who is trained to help you, to help guide you to dig deeper within yourself, to find the answers for yourself. So as a leadership and life coach, um, I really help people step, learn how to step into their power um, and learn how to understand what it is they want in life where it is they want to go, and then we work together to help them get there. Um, and we do that through different tools we've learned, through our training. We do that through a lot of intuition. You know, a lot of times there, there might be like an alignment call or a chemistry call with a potential client in the beginning to make sure that the chemistry is there. Um, that's really essential to the process to actually help move things forward. So there's a lot of different things we'll use within a coaching session to help someone achieve their goals, really. How did you find your way into becoming a coach? Because we know that this is like one of the main ways that you're, you're serving. You're serving your life purpose is, is, to me, serving means action. You're taking action by being this role for people and helping them find um, their own clarity within. And so I'm curious, like, how did you become a coach? What led you there? Yeah, it's, it's been a process. Um, since I was young, I'll backtrack a little. Since, since I was young, I've always been passionate about helping people develop. Like it's just always been innately in me. 
I've always done it in different ways unconsciously. Um, I've always been interested in psychology and just understanding how people's heads work. Um, and then when I, um, when I, and so I studied communications um, in my undergrad as a result of that, because I knew I wanted to work with people, but I didn't exactly know what I wanted to do. Um, and then over time, I realized how passionate I was about education. And I truly believe that the best way someone can get themselves out of a situation, out of poverty, create change for themselves is through educating themselves. So um, for my master's, I got a degree in international education because I wanted to work at a university and help young people develop. So there, there was, it was kind of like I was always on the path toward it. Like a lot of my roles were very much connected to helping people develop. Um, and when I was in my first job working at a university as an academic advisor, our director was in the um, coactive um, mm. cert certification program to, to become a coach. And that was where I first learned about life coaching. And I remember thinking, that must be the coolest job in the world. <laughs> Help someone change their life and live a life that is in alignment with who they are. Like what, what job is more fulfilling than that? Yeah. It's amazing. There's, there's also, I'm just thinking about, you know, everything that is going on in the world right now and what a unique perspective you must have because of not only where you live today, but in Kuwait, but also because you have lived in Dubai and because you've lived in the U.S. I forget where. Can you remind me? Yeah, San Francisco and in, New York. It, okay, so both coasts. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as it pertains to coaching, you and I have both come from the same coach training institute, uh, the Coaches Training Institute, CTI. And it's a predominantly white community. It's a predominantly, you know, it's not a coach. The coaching industry is not typically a place where you find a lot of black coaches in particular, but also I think even the international community over the past two years has just kind of been growing. It was originally in the U.S. And given your, given what you do and given your life journey thus far and given the places you've lived and the perspectives you have, I'm so curious, like what your take is on that. Yeah, you know, um, I'm not entirely sure why there, there isn't as much diversity, I think, in the coaching community as there should be. Um, and that's something I'm still chewing on, I think. I think with everything that's been going on, it's made me really reevaluate the impact I have in the world and what I contribute to the world. Mm -hmm. um, and, and this goes beyond coaching, right? This is more than just yeah. coaching. This is just how I live my day to day, how, how I live my life and, and how I contribute to, to what's going on right now. Um, to the discrimination, you know, there's a lot of discrimination in the Middle East as well in different ways, but there is. Um, and I think my husband and I have actually been having a lot of conversations in the last couple of weeks about all of this, obviously. And the one thing that's become really clear to me is it starts with educating yourself, you know, so even with this, this question, you know, you've just asked of why do I think there is as much diversity 
um, as much racial diversity in, in the coaching world, I'd actually have to sit there and like really educate myself on it and be able to understand, okay, what's, what's out there and, and to be able to actually decipher what my truth is and how I can contribute as a result. Um, and I think the second thing that had come to me and through discussions with, with my family as well is it really starts in the home. Like it, it really starts with you going into, into yourself deeper and really delving into what is your responsibility in all of this. Mm. Um, it was interesting because we, we, my husband and I were having a conversation. We were talking about how in different ways we put each other in the less than or better than box, even in our conversations with each other. And I had never thought about it like that before. Um, and it just, it was just a, like a, like a micro example of how, how our day to day can impact things on a much larger scale. Yeah. I love that. Go for yeah. it, Callie. Yeah. I'm, I think that we're all experiencing a similar thing in this movement um at least i can speak for myself which is trying to learn and then trying to figure out where we stand in this movement and what are the actions that we can take to make change so i'm curious to hear um i know you're about to be a mother and you're starting to get the sense that it's starting in the home um have you figured out what your leadership position in this movement is i know you're in kuwait so it's all sorts of different circumstances but i'd love to just hear where you're at with it now yeah as, as a, a new question. mom bringing in a little girl into the the globe yeah it's, i still get goosebumps when i think about that um well one thing had become clear is that i really want to be able to educate my child from a really young age um on this and on treating people equally and on being able to impact the world in a positive way and being able to really value inclusivity. Um, as a leader myself in my community, um, apart from just spreading awareness around different issues that are going on, for example, um, somebody has just been imprisoned, a, um, a transsexual has just been imprisoned here in Kuwait recently. Um, and they've converted and been put into an all-male prison and treated really horribly. Um, and that is a, that's a growing movement here that's happening now. Um, so examples like that of being able to spread awareness around situations like that, um, around, around different issues that are stemming from discrimination toward different groups, I think is one way that um, I've been realizing I can start to be able to impact this movement. Um, having more conversations, as I said before, just starting to educate myself in order to then be able to make decisions on how I can create that kind of change or impact um, within my community and as a result globally as well. I love so much of what you're saying just reflects back to your life purpose. Like this, this desire to, you know, find the present moment. What are the issues that are present in my life that I feel uniquely gifted and called 
from a place of love, anchored in, in love and truth to be of service to in a unique way that I can do. And I mean, that's clarity. Like for me, a lot of what you're saying goes back to that very simple, what was it? Seeker, your seeker finding clarity. Yeah. That creates clarity. That creates clarity. Yeah. And I love that because it's so vast. It's so inclusive to so many different things within yourself, within the world. Um, but it's also very simple. And I think right now during this time, there's so much richness and simplicity. And yeah. I'm so grateful that you're also being of service to people in the world who are seeking clarity for these same issues, you know, like as coaches, this is, this is the responsibility um, to help people connect with and attune to their highest versions of themselves so that we can be of more service to the world. So <laughs> I'm just, you know, I love you. I'm a huge raving fan, as you know, and <laughs> so pumped to hear um, that you, you are going to be someone raising a bright light on this planet because I think Callie and I were talking about this the other day, but like, it starts so early, like every single person on this planet, you know, whether deemed good or bad or, you know, any of the things that so often we deem people in the collective, um, they were a baby once. <laughs> yeah, they were a baby. were a baby. The oppressors <laughs> were babies, you know, and then they learned some stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. And so... I'm, I'm going yard right now in a direction we can pull me back. But in one, one last little say, one last thing I'll say here is that I'm so pumped that you're going to be leading pregnancy circles during this time because I am, I am not a mother yet, but I imagine as a new mom bringing in a life into the world during this time, it's like such a profound time to be creating <laughs> another being, let alone you know, all the other things that we're creating at this time. So it's big work. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I'm super, super excited about it. I think it, it really stemmed from me wanting to have more connection with other moms during or moms soon to be during this time. Yeah. Um, and so what better way than to create a circle myself? Totally. Can you give people a taste of like what they can expect from that series? Yeah. So it'll be a three-part series. It'll be um, one call uh, each month for the next three months starting tomorrow. Um, and each call is going to be revolved around a different topic. The first is pregnancy during COVID. So very much focusing on where we are now and what it's been like to be pregnant during a really unique time in the world like this. Um, and within each call, uh, different activities uh, are going to be embedded within. I might be stepping in and coaching a little bit, uh, facilitating, but also participating, um, which is going to be really unique. I have not really led a circle yet where I've been a part participant. So I'm really excited about that as well. And just creating more connection with, um, with the women that are involved. So I'm really, really excited about that. And who do you hope to join this circle? Yeah, I hope 
I hope women um, who are really longing for connecting on a deeper level with their current experience, pregnant, who are longing to connect with other women, um, who are courageous enough to be really honest about just like the good, the bad that has been coming with the whole experience and um, and who are interested in hearing more about impact and thinking about how they can be shaping their kids and really thinking about, about that at such a unique time. Again, like I think it's such a, such a special time to be able to create circles like this mm-hmm. um, where we can be very conscious and intentional about what we're trying to do in the world. I so admire the leadership that it takes to recognize things that are going on at such a larger scale, be it COVID, be it this anti-racism movement, and then to be able to see where you fit into that puzzle and where you can serve. Um, it's, I'm like super inspired just to hear that you're taking this lens of seeing an oppressed group and then you're applying it to where you are now Truly, as Shelby said, like finding the present moment and getting into trans issues in Kuwait and COVID and how that's affecting you as a a pregnant mother and taking what is actually true to you and true in the macro lens of the world and turning that into something tangible and tactical and helping other people on their journey. So mad Mm -hmm. appreciation for that. It's very inspiring. Totally. And just for the sake of full completion of our podcast questions, Dahlia, what do you define as your bliss? What brings you bliss? Um, If you guys hadn't picked up on that already, (laughs) the complete complete presence, I'm going to come back to that because I think for me, um, that is self-care, is being able to become present does take work. There's so much noise out there. There's so much noise out there. And as someone who grew up never getting to have that peace internally, Mm. um, for me, my bliss has been that self-care piece, um, which I practice in many different ways. But one really, really sacred ritual I have daily is my morning practice. Um, where I'm meditating for about half an hour. Um, And then I do a quick uh, gratitude practice. And then I set an intention for the day. Um, And that really, really grounds me for the rest of my day. Um, And then there are different, different things I'm doing to connect on a deeper level with my body which I think is really important in, in all of this, in feeling aligned in order to, have that bliss in order to feel that calmness. Um, so I'm currently on a 40 day dance challenge because I am not wow. a dancer. Wow, <laughs> wow. Yeah, so I do not dance. And, um, and I've been trying this out to connect with one song a day uh, to just to be able to have a new relationship with my body, I think, and to, to be able to assess what's internally happening for me. And through different things like that, I really am able to just find my bliss. Um, and then there are definitely other just, I think, things that are, that are common to most people, which is just 
like sincere belly laughs <laughs> where just uncontrollable laughter moments like that or moments where you get to see people you love um having an amazing conversation um moments with my dogs moments with my husband my morning tea that is huge for me and um while i've been pregnant i have had such a resistance to caffeine it makes me really nauseous so i cannot wait till i get to have that again <laughs> oh jeez <Yeah. laughs> oh my gosh i love it it's simple you're just you're you're totally on brand very simple i love it <laughs> that's great cuz if you richness not <laughs> so yeah. it's hear that richness and simplicity well dahlia this has been totally delightful having you thank you for sharing your time and energy and heart with us always and for those of you who know someone who is currently pregnant uh who is going through that magical experience please tell them about dahlia's circle or if you yourself are please come join it's going to be a really beautiful sacred space that she creates as always so we look forward to hearing how that goes tomorrow. And for others that are tuning in, you can definitely expect Callie and I to continue to bring up the topics that are relevant for the times on this podcast. We're super excited to hear from guides all around the world and people that are, that are both Bliss and Guides, but also outside of the Bliss and Guide tribe to help share where they're at in terms of creating the social change that is so needed on the earth right now. So. Yes, very much more to come. Thank you so much, Dahlia. It's been a joy hearing your journey and how you're serving now. Shelby, always great. Gotta love our <laughs> podcast recordings. <laughs> oh, We're back tomorrow with uh, Johanna, and then we will be back to our regular scheduled Wednesdays. So that is all for Bliss Finders today. Thanks for tuning in. See you guys. Bye.